You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Motivational Monday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 2007. The station with heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Motivational Monday. That's right, it's Motivational Monday. It's about getting up, getting out, do what you gotta do. Make it happen on this Motivational Monday. No more Monday morning blues, no the morning coffee. That's what we all about. Getting you up, getting you out, getting you going, getting you percolating. And the person by my side always got things percolating. Starts trouble too, y'all, but I ain't gonna speak on that. But she's the one, the only, the funny boy herself. Yeah, comfortable. Cheryl Star. It's Cheryl Star. What up, Star? What's up, Jazzy G? Stop spreading rumors. Stop spreading rumors. <laughs> Good morning. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Thanks for listening in as always. Yes, it's Motivational Monday. Let's get it started, Jazzy G. Yeah, we gotta get it started, but we can't get it started unless this man on the board. Doing this thing. That's right, he's the smooth operator. That's right, he's the kid in the mashup. He makes things happen. He's the one, the only DJ Nelson. Oh my God. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy G? Good morning, Nelson. <laughs> so, mash up, King, you. You mash up yourself. You mashing it up yourself. This I know I was about to call him a soul motivator. Because <laughs> he played that good, they play that good soulful music. Them soulful sounds. Right, soul motivators? <laughs> They're like, don't give Jazz, don't give um, Nelson my title. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's, hey, on but Monday he keeps morning. the soul motivators grooving. <laughs> when they tired of hearing our voice, they got that music, maestro. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Nelson does his thing. thing. It's party time on the Monday, y'all. Come on now. Nelson gonna let you down, boy. We gonna rock it. We gonna rock it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, stop. Yes, yes. Let Let's get into some housekeeping. All right, let's have some fun. Let's get to some housekeeping. All right, let's do it. It's time to get to some housekeeping. So, stop. What you got today on this Motivational Monday housekeeping style? Well, really quickly, I want to give a shout out first to Mr. Menia, Missy Elliott. She is being nominated to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Clap Let's up, give clap, it clap. up. Clap yes. that up for Missy, Mr. Yes, Mina Elliott. Yes, yes, Missy, yes. Let's clap it up for Missy Elliott. Yes, that's well deserved. Well deserved. Her creativity, yeah. her hits. Her style, her trend setting, you know, she was one of the first, one of the first, not the first, but one of the first to do those videos that was out of this world. Yeah, you know? man. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember the trend. Yes, yes, trendsetter for sure. She writes some hits. Whitney, she wrote for Tweet, Aaliyah, you name it. Missy yeah. Elliott is in the building. Yeah, man. Of the greats. She's I not in the building it. with us, soul motivators. <laughs> Hey, He's in the building of the greets. Sidebar, I had a little thing for Tweet, boy. My wife couldn't stand it. 
<laughs> yeah, Tweet was a nice looking like. Oh yeah, you had to on boy. She was like, oh boy, here he go, here you go. <laughs> there you go with them industry girls. She knew it, boy. She knew it, boy. Yeah, Tweet had some good music too. What she happened did, to Tweet? She did. She did. But I, I, like I know when they gave Missy a, a, a honor, she came out and did a, a did one of the songs that Missy wrote. Yeah, yeah. She had, Tweet was good. I liked her too. Yeah, I like the Tweet Tweet, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tweety Bird. Hey, tweet, uh-huh. I'm single hey. now, girl. Hey, Tweet. I'm now you can now, say Tweet sis. Tweet. Yeah, Tweet Tweet. I'm single Rock now. Rock and Robin, huh? I'm, tweet I'm Tweet. I'm single now, sis. You can hit me up. <laughs> Put up. No interference. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop playing around, but I'm serious, sweet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first, Soul Motivated. Oh, man. Well, we got to, maybe we can get to that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee and catch because you know she's going to be there to support Missy. Yeah, of course. You know? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And um, yeah, so you know, we clap it up. Well, congratulations to Missy Elliott. Like we said, well deserved. Um, we love Missy over here. You know, Missy's yes. an icon for sure. Indeed. Indeed. And you know, the next housekeeping that I have, Jazzy G, I wanted to give a congratulations to Judge Hansen Johnson. Now, the reason why is because he's the first, the youngest judge in Pennsylvania at 27. Okay. Now he has a he has a, a a very a very interesting story. After be after being in jail for three times, like he you know he he had been in prison or jail, he decided to learn the law and become the law. Right. <laughs> and this is an Afro American. This is this is great to see that we have some African American judges. Right. And because you know a lot of the judges and uh, sometimes our kind don't go for those those jobs or those careers, you know. Right, right. But no, good no, to have some black judges and, and, and stuff, but it's just a matter of them getting elected. You know, the ones that you know. You right, it's like a, ho- a, ho- a lot of them don't get in the seat. Judges. Yeah, right. They but get appointed. It, right. It's 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 some of just Mathis then. You know, because oh Mathis right, yeah, Judge Mathis, right? Yes, yes, yeah. similar, exactly. Yeah. And just yeah, so it's still hope, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just that we running for when he was running to be elected as judge, then his opponent actually used that, tried to use that against his him. His criminal record. His right. criminal right. record. And he flipped it, turned around, said, Hey man, I've been on the other side of the coin, now I'm on the good side of the coin. You should have exactly. elected me. That's exactly what people did. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. It's all about second chances and turnarounds, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Probably a young man, probably a young man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's all good. Okay, and um, I hear you that you have a, a housekeeping before we move on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention, um, you know, um, Sunday they had uh, last Sunday they had, um, you know, because you know, um, you know, there was Fashion Week in New right. York right. Uh, back in, in, in September there, but um, Melba uh, that owns Melba Restaurant in Harlem. She uh she gave like a she they closed down her street where her restaurant is on uh, uh Frederick Douglass Boulevard and she had a whole fashion uh fashion show like she sponsored a fashion show that was it was the bomb nice and, uh, nice yeah, yeah. Man, just, up the post yeah yeah making it happen uptown you know what I'm saying yeah. fashion really starts you understand what I'm saying so that's what I love yes. cause they the mecca to, of fashion yeah they try to. They try to skip over us and Harlem and all that stuff when it comes to fashion. They always want to make it to be like, you know, like we're, we're not the, the ones that, that's making it happen. You know what I'm saying? We far 
and few in between. You know what I'm saying? But the real deal is that's where they get all of their fashion sense from. You know what I'm saying? They get it. They get it straight up from from us. So you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to definitely give shout out to Melba and, and what she did uptown and, and that whole fashion thing. Right. It was all. It was. It was all good in the hood, man. You know. What I'm saying? I should have went. I should have went. You should have been there, star. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, we probably, you know, we try to make as many things as I we know, can. I know, I know. That's the thing. So we, some yeah, of them we got a pencil in. Exactly. And it, some of them we just we catch on the fly, but we definitely got a pencil pencil in for next year. Right, exactly, exactly. But what happens too, man, so much stuff going on, man. So much stuff going on. We got we got we gonna catch it up, but I just wanted to shout shout Melba out for that. Yes, yes, that was a great thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep that going, sis. Keep that going year after year after year. Come on the morning coffee next time. Talk about it and everything that that we promote it and everything like that. So, all right, yes. hit us up and, and we'll promote anything that's going on. All right, so it's that's it's all good. You know, we all like so. You know, Harlem is our home. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's all good. But that's what I got for for housekeeping though. Stop. All right, that's all, all right. good. That's all good. But uh, but one thing that's going on today is what is called Columbus Day, right? Yeah, but you know, school districts do not call this Columbus Day. Okay, so what they call it is Day of Americas. Did you know did that? Did they change it? Yes, they did. It's called oh, okay. Day of Americas. Okay, yeah, it's not called Columbus Day. Now, those is it because of the work, controversy right, that uh, exactly. so Columbus who, didn't discover? Right. Those who work in civil service. Right. <clears throat> excuse me. Y'all call it Columbus Day. We call it Columbus Day. They over there with that code. Right. 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 But the school districts, they call it Day of Americas. I like, I kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of right, like Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like that. It's not, yeah. Yeah, because they change, they change in the books and everything and the, and, and, okay. and rewriting the history, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the whole thing with, with, us, with us learning that Christopher Columbus discovered America and all that stuff. And that just all came out of, uh, out of a, a, a uh, a fictional book right, that right. was written by Washington Irving about Christopher Columbus. You know what right. I'm saying? And they actually just they stuck they a fictional book kept it. Yeah. <laughs> inside of the of a curriculum because they needed to get like I told I, I think I mentioned this before because when the uh, the uh, the Italian Americans was kind of like building their establishment here in America. And they actually, you know, saying created, you know, one of was one of the world largest banks, is known as Bank of America. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm so that's really that was built by the Italians. That's Italian bank, actually. Right. And uh, right, so they said they needed something to give the Italians a, a day to be proud of. So they came, they came up Columbus Day, and they put the curriculum, they put uh, the um, the voyage of Christopher Columbus in uh, the curriculum, like it was true. <laughs> yeah, so this is what we grew up on. So now that they de- debunked all of that, you know what I'm saying? Because he never set foot on this soil at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. And how can you discover a people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So they they changed it. They changed it. So it's so it's you know Day of Americas. So I guess we would say Happy Day of Americas to everyone, right? <laughs> yes, yes. All right, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with it too. I'm with it too. I, I, I'm not too far to celebrating the man that 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 did so much harm to so many people. You know what I'm saying? You know, it ain't good. It ain't cool. And I know a lot of Italians feel a certain way about it and everything like that. But let's be true about it. 
know what I'm saying? Let, let's be real about the, the statues and, and, and the things that go on in America. These people that, that did, uh, you know, stealing and, and, and rape and killing of, of people, you know what I'm saying? You don't see that. Like, you don't see no 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 statues of, of, of Hitler in Germany or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or any SS uh, or Nazis. Mm-hmm. Right. No, not at all. Not, not one inkling of it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? So here in America, we should actually so respect just the same way. You know what I'm saying? And ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? So, But it's all good, though. But we're going to have some fun today. So motivators here on the morning coffee on this Monday on the day of a Baptist. <laughs> so y'all got to get used to saying that. All right? So motivated day of a Baptist. You know what I'm saying? And day of a <laughs> yeah, and what that's like. Cause I, I can I can remember some of those because you know it's always like a, a off day. You know, what I'm saying you're off of work and you're off of school. You know, what I'm saying that so you look forward to those school days off back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you were a kid, you're like, all right, we get a little break. You ever notice those stuff that when you're a kid going to school? Let's say when you're around about the fifth, sixth grade, though. Actually, when you when you're younger. Going to school is fun, you know what I'm saying? It's like really, really fun. Like say, you know, say anywhere between kindergarten and third grade, you look forward to going to school. So, you know what I'm saying? Work don't really start getting hard until like fourth, fifth, sixth grade or something like that. You know what I'm saying? When you, you know, you're getting into like- Yeah, because when, when you're in that like low grade, you just sleep all day and eat snacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in my and, school. And, and play, and play Ring Around the Rosie <laughs> yeah, and be, Patty, how do you yeah, feel? Yeah, not in St. Thomas, you didn't, but- I know what you're talking We read the same book. Hattie, how do you feel? Like, how many times we going to read this book? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, like I told you, how I tell the movie, I tell a whole book when the teacher put that book back. Oh, today we're going to read Hattie, how do you feel? <laughs> and I was like, Hattie, tell you about her nose, her toes, the bump on her head, her finger got red. Was, all right, all right, all right, Miss Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what's funny though? In, in my school, we get we didn't have those kind of books, and we didn't have like C spot runnings, you know that type of stuff. Oh yeah, we had that. Too. Yeah, we didn't have that. They didn't. Right, right. We didn't have those books, right? So right. in St. Thomas and Modern School Prep, we didn't have those books. We actually had to read Shakespeare. When y'all was in a when y'all was in a um, kindergarten, when, when, we, when we were in the third, yeah, we started writing readings of Shakespeare. I think in the third grade, I gotta, I gotta ask my boy Mike, but I think, yeah, we were reading Shakespeare in the third. Cause I think the first time we read, it was the first, one of the first books I ever read in school, like say in the third grade, was was um, Romeo and Juliet, I think. Well, the third grade, yeah, we had a we had a, yeah. a couple of different books. I and thought we were talking about when we were in the first the kindergarten year, and first, all that. Grade, first grade, grade, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't C Spot Run or nothing like that. It was another. It was another book. Um, I can't even think of the book. I can't even think of the book. But it, it was a different book. But you didn't. It wasn't the C Spot Run. C C Spot Run. Run Spot Run. run. Right. That was like in. That was like in kindergarten. Right. Yeah. We didn't have that. It was. Another, yeah. Because by the time we, we was had, in third grade, we were just like yeah, ten years grade, old or something. Second yeah. grade, we had a different book. It wasn't that. It wasn't the season because I remember public school kids. Because I was in public school in second grade, right? So, so I remember the C spot run. But then again, I got I when I got skipped, I went to the third grade but got sick. You know what I'm saying? So now I was in 
I was in private school from that that point on. So I never really was in that classroom. I was never in the classroom of the C Spot Run classes. You know what I'm saying? So so I didn't get a chance to get to get into that stuff. So now here I am in the third grade and I'm in private school and they're like uh Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, we was learning a little bit better. In third grade, we had um, Roberto Clemente and um, and who else? They was you know we we learned about uh, a, a lot of white people though, but we learned about um, a couple of Harriet Tubman was like fifth grade. Harriet right. Tubman was fifth grade. But yes, by, by the time we got in there, we started learning about the arts and stuff. So they taught yeah, us a lot. Of yeah, them. yeah, like, yeah. You know the arts. Yeah, those those books. Yeah, but those C Spot Run books. Duke Ellington. That's where we. That's where we learned about Duke Ellington. Remember um, Duke Ellington and all those jazz players. That's that was in fourth, fifth grade because that's where oh, we yeah, had the Harlem. Yeah, they, yeah, you learned about the Harlem Renaissance <laughs> because we were in Harlem, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in Harlem, yeah, talked a lot about count. Yeah, those, yeah, we had those. to we had to learn all about the Harlem Renaissance and uh, and, and uh, people like that, which was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like reading um Langston Hughes books and stuff like that. That yeah, I, yeah, that was about I like used to things. love Langston Hughes poems. My mother, on the other hand, didn't. Because the era of Langston Hughes was again jazz. So yeah, that was the Duke like Ellington. Yeah, that was right. so that was that era, like yeah. That. Right. So my mother like I tell you, my mother called the Splee to the Spa. <laughs> That's what she called uh -oh. it. <laughs> she called it Splee to the Spa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's the she didn't, and my father talked like that. My father talked just like that. You know what I'm saying? He had that that cadence and everything like that. He talked maybe split to the splah. Yeah, man, cats and dogs, cool, cool, man. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? I call my father daddy. You know what I'm saying? That's what I right. call my father daddy. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I talked to my and my father talked to me like I was a grown ass man. I'm I'll be honest with y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? You read my book, my first book, I, I tell you the story, but I got lost in in in, in uh the hospital. And uh, I might have been like three years old or something like that, and then my father was looking all over for me, and the nurses had me like in the like in the nurses station and stuff like that, you know, like body mm -hmm. yeah. take care of me. And my yeah. father came up, he was like, "Yo, man, where you where you been now? Looking all over for you? What's what's going on with you? What's happening?" And da, 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 da. Like, like I'm a grown man talking to me, and the nurse was like, "Whoa, whoa, who's this man right here talking to <laughs> talking to this baby like that?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's my daddy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just talk like I just talk just like him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was all good. You know what I'm saying? My my pops never talked to me like I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was cool, I guess, because again, you know, he passed when I was five, so he probably knew something I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was. It I was love junior cool. high school. I mean, high school we we were pretty much adults coming up, coming up because we was grown. Meaning, like you know. We, we we could go and get involved in other stuff, but like junior high school was was really fun. Right, right. You know, I was like the eighth grade, seventh grade, like stuff like that. That was when that's when we that's when um me Teddy Rally asked that we was in. I told you we went in that music school. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's yeah. when we learned about acting and drama and art. Like that school that we was in, Roberta Clemente. Yeah, it, it was everybody loved that school because of the different arts, and not every you had to take a test to go in that school. Right, it, it didn't take just anybody you had to prove yourself to have, you know, some smarts. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. It, it was all of those classes that they did in there. They had dance. You know, like I used to make a joke because yeah, like a I didn't. School. Yeah, it was like a gifted school. I didn't go and dance because I couldn't dance that good. But <laughs> I was I, dance was like my second choice. I went to vocal music because if yeah. you don't make it to your first choice, because they they'll only pick a certain amount of people. You have to audition and everything. But if you don't make it, you got to have a, a second a second choice so dance <laughs> dance was my second choice but the only reason why i didn't want to go to dance too even though i would have learned those moves but it was just all girls it wasn't no guys in dance and i was not interested in being with all girls all day long I was like because i told you back then you was not gonna have boys and dance you know, unless they was little light in the loafers or something like you just wasn't gonna have boys and not like today because you have hip-hop and all that stuff so right right have guys in dance and stuff like that but back in the day you know like i know you know what i'm saying the guys yeah, they, 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 they was a little but i didn't, didn't want to go around you know all mean? girls all day long yeah. i was like oh no but i i put it down because actually they used to get a lot of visits from the alvin Ailey school they had a lot of i think debbie allen because the the roberto Clemente was in a program like performing arts most people who graduate from there went to that performing arts high school right so performing arts used to come to the plays and everything and and you know it wasn't like scouting but they used to come and and they did a lot of i think a lot of the yeah, teachers you had the audition to, you had the audition to get in yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I got and in, a lot of I them wanted in to there. i got in um because music and art and performing arts was the same they were right they were annexed to each other and right music in, and art performing I got in arts. music and arts and then what happened is music and music and arts moved downtown in the same building as performing arts on 46th street when mm -hmm. they made the movie fame and, right, and right. Back because they were building the the um the guardia school at the, the time new, the new thing from, yeah from um from a martin luther king and brandeis and all so right. they were building that school at the time so they moved all the kids from music and arts to performing arts and so they could move everybody into the building into the new building so I didn't want to. I didn't want to travel anymore. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get on the train or anything. Yeah, like by that time, I, by time we came to that high school, that stuff probably was already done. It by was already time done. Yeah, when we, you got to high school, right, that you, was, you was, was already you was but, seeing right, it happen. When I, but I was when I was in high school. When I was going right. to high school, they were building it. I had got right. in, I had got in there, and I was in um, Trinity actually at the time. I was in Holy Trinity. And um, so I, I was, I got into music and art. So I was like, hey, and you know, it's known as campus today. They they, they call it campus today. Oh yeah, um, campus. Oh, yeah, it changed where they, the name. When they made the movie Juice, remember they made yeah. the movie Juice, and they was, yeah. and he was running out of the school. It was in the school. Yeah. That, like that's it. And that used to be right as campus, but it used to be called. Uh, it used to be music and arts back, back right because so, yeah, those were the schools school that, that they 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 used to come down and you know and even vice versa like that was a school trip like right. you know we used to go to uh like the theater we used to go to uh radio city a lot but right. the people in dance used to go to the dance and um and teddy and them instrumental they went to performing arts and and they got to meet debbie allen and all these people right. mm-hmm yeah. And, uh, you know, because Teddy had Teddy Riley had a lot of people listening to him, even when he was young, because he was very right. musically talented and he played a lot of instruments back then. Right. You know what I mean? So when when we used to have like concerts at the school and sometimes it would be like an instrumental concert 
And some people be like, oh, nobody want to come. No, everybody. The, the concerts used to be so packed when you talk about kids don't want to go home because you, it used to be like a little bit in the evening. So we used to get out of school like 2.30, 3 o'clock, but the concerts be like 6. So, right. you know, because you live not too far from, you could go home and change and, you know, put on your nice clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, people thanks. stayed in the school. They didn't leave because they wanted to get good seats. And Teddy was the jam. Him and Al, Al was in that class too, but Teddy was right. the star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to jam. And I remember we had, a, you know, we had a couple of celebrities that, you know, people that was into playing instruments and stuff come listen to right. Yeah. That's yeah, so but cool. those those school years were the best, you know, because high school was easy. High school was more like, you know, completing your credits so you can get out of school early. You know, I finished high school when I was like in 11th grade, but I still went to my graduation and everything because right. we got we took credits and um, you take more classes early on, like ninth, 10th grade. And then by the time you get to 11th, 12th grade, you you already got most of your credits. So, you know, I thought that's Yeah, you, you was a nerd. You was a nerd, Star. Stop. No, I wasn't a nerd. Like I was a teacher. Like was a no, nerd. no. A you lot of people nerd, did that girl. in my school. Yo, yo Star was a nerd. Yo. No, no. I was not a nerd. I was I was, I was, I was, a basketball girl. <laughs> no, I didn't want to stay in school long. I wasn't a nerd. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. You know, the nerds would be like, do not class that. Girl with us, <laughs> it's so motivated. If, if people in my school listen, they'll be like, "Oh no, he got the wrong girl." You know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I got it when I got when I went to public school. Right, I was like this this kid that just you know I, I did what I needed to do. You know, what I'm saying I did everything I needed to do and everything, and it seemed like I got my senior year. Acted a fool. It was like, what? Are you getting older, the hormones. Acting a fool. I was chasing girls then. Yeah, I was right. chasing girls. That's what I said, the hormones. And I had to go to night school to graduate. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, I literally had to go to night school to graduate. And I shouldn't have been in that predicament. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I should have never been in that predicament where in order to graduate, I had to go to night school. It was crazy. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, because I, when I got to public school, I was doing so well. Even my coach used to use my report card as example and everything of what an athlete report card should look like. Man, I got my senior year, man. I acted a pure D fool, man. I was like, what? And for me, at, at one point, I, I kid you not, I dropped out. I dropped out. And you dropped out of school? Let's say, well, you dropped out. Because <laughs> I, I went home, I was like, yeah, I dropped out. I dropped out, mom. <laughs> she said, yeah, drop your ass right back. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, yo, dropping out over here. I went back to school. They were like, "Yo, I thought you dropped out." <laughs> what you do? Uh, make an announcement? Like, this my last day. <laughs> I did. I was going around. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I went oh, to my guidance yeah. counselor, everything, and you know how they they sign you out. They they they, they do the discharge and all that stuff. No, I, I don't know nothing about that. Oh uh, yeah, I did all that. I did. I did all of that. I, Good. All I couldn't that. wait to get out of school, but I, I know did. nothing about that. I up. did all of that because again, I, when you're eight. 18 years old because my birthday right. is in March, you know what I'm saying? And the 18 years old, you can do all of that if you, if you choose to. 
Oh, you know okay. Because you, you you turned eighteen early. I turned eighteen. Right. Well, in the school March, years. Right. So yeah. So it was like, and it was like about April or something like that. It was a, like I was just stupid, and I was like, "Yo, I'm dropping out." <laughs> when it made the fun. announcement, <laughs> yeah, that's how stupid I was. That's how, yeah, like, let me, I was let me be mad. nice and form I, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know what I was mad about. I don't know why I was acting the way I was acting. I don't know what I was rebelling for. I can't even think, think, go back and say why I was rebelling because of this. You know what I'm saying? So th- that's how I know how stupid it was. And you know I'm saying, I remember <laughs> telling my mother I dropped out. She said, yeah, drop your ass back in. And that's what she said to me, and I did exactly that. I went back, and the guidance counselor saw me, and she was like, I thought you dropped out. You're not supposed to be here. That's what she said. You're not supposed to be here and all that. Said, nah, Oh, man. she was okay? She was okay with it? <laughs> Cut. Uh, I had the worst guidance counselor in the world. Oh, my God. Man, what happened to encouraging the kids? Just nah, man. Guidance counselors are way <laughs> And guidance, something's wrong with guidance counselors for the most part in the, in the public school system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. And I know there's going to be some guidance counselors out there got something to say. I want to hear from you. Okay. All right. Hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up. Talk to me. Talk to me, the guy. Matter of fact, I want people to tell me their guidance counselor stories. What What's some of the uh, good things? And some of the bad things that a guidance counselor ever said to you or did to you. Right. Man, hit us up, morning coffee, uh, info at morningcoffee.chat. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up. <laughs> Let us know. We gonna, and we'll read some of those stories on the air and everything like that. I, well, you want to hear something funny, Jazzy? I thought about being a guidance counselor at one time because now this is after, this is not school year. This was like during the college days because yeah. I took I took a major of human resources because my associate's degree was business management. Remember I told you I was studying to be management. Yeah. And um in management, like you said, they give you psychology, but they also give you guidance counselor or you could do human resource. Like mm-hmm. so I took right. I took mm-hmm. some classes because I was thinking about it. You know, that that was a part of my second major. And right. um, and I, when I switched from business management and got involved with the union, that's when I started taking labor relations and labor law. Right. But yeah. at one point, I thought about it, and yeah. and it was it was it was because of the basketball connection to the young kids. Because every time I used to go uh, to some of the schools, not just not just my high school, but I used to go to a lot of the schools, and they used to ask me to talk to the kids, even though it was like uh, elective related. I related right. to a lot of the boys, boys and girls because of basketball, right. you know, and I used to use those conversations to relate to them, right? you know, about, you know, being the best they could be at whatever they wanted to do and right. stuff like that. So I thought about it and then I changed my mind because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know even, even when I took the police officer test, I thought about it at one time and then I was oh, like, God. do I want to put my life on the line? <laughs> you, teach police I, yeah, you know, when you young, you, you get into everything. Because you know, like you, you get you get taught that. Because my dad worked at the post office before he before he stopped to uh, to do his singing. You know, he didn't he didn't want right. to work for anybody. Right. So you know, my mother thought he was crazy because that was a good middle class job back job, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, after that, we struggled because he wanted to work for himself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so so those were jobs like city jobs or state jobs that as kids. You know, when your aunts and your uncle and them um, work there and you see they got a good living, 
You be oh, thinking, yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah, I'm going to take uh, the... 80, 80% back in, that, back in those days, 80% of employed African-Americans worked in some form of government. It, it was local, state, or federal. Right, 80, right. Because I, I was like, those were good jobs back then, especially yeah. the benefits, you Before know? Before the Ronald Reagan era, yep. Because my, my aunt, um, my mom's sister, my aunt, she got a job at the post office at 19, and that was her only job. She stayed there till 54 and retired at 55. Right. And I was impressed because I, a lot of other people in my family was like 67, 70. You know, I didn't know that it was possible to retire at 55 years old. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I, when you yeah, get a city job. Officer, yeah, if, right. you work, if you work uh, in, in law enforcement, you retire, you can get your pension. At yeah, 20 after 20 years, you can retire. Yeah. You know, because even right even now, my niece, she's been with law enforcement for, uh, I guess, for 25 years now, and she's about to retire. My niece is something like five years younger than I am. Right. And a lot of people. She's about 55. That's what she's about 55 years old now. And and she's she said this is her last year. She told she she told me this is her last year. She's retiring this year because I told right. her I'm retiring and I told her I'm retiring in two years. But yeah, right. When I seen that, I was like, oh, because those were those were the jobs. Like if you would work at transit and you was a um uh, a conductor, like right. uh, you could you could retire at at forty years old if you worked yeah. there at nineteen twenty. You know. Like some of my cousins, so those were the jobs that I was like, we getting these. We went into correction officer, we went took the police, and you know, because I, I told you, I was fascinated. Like I told Billy Council, I was watching all the law, law cop shows, Columbo, all of that stuff. So yeah. when I took the police office test, because my friend Camilla, her husband was the warden at Rackers Island. And he was a uh, he 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 was he was doing a cop test. He's like Cheryl, you got like a eighty seven on the test. And I said, he said they calling you to go to uh, the you know the, the academy. And and that's when I froze up when he told me they was about to call. You know <laughs> they they you you pass the test and then they call you invite you to the police academy. You gotta you know do all of this lose weight and all that. But I was I was skinny then. That was back when I was young. Right. And then when he told me that. I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick it out. I was Just like, I have to think out. this through. <laughs> I did I the same thing. I was like, change my mind. I did the same thing with the Marine Corps. I, I signed up for the Marines. And um, and then after the last minute, I changed my mind because my best friend, he was in the Marines already. And uh, I, I signed up like he was already in and i think i signed up like the year after or something like that 82 or something like that and that because by the fact that's what it was see now it comes to me that's why i dropped out i dropped out and i was gonna go to the marines that's what it was oh okay that's okay. what i'm trying to see i couldn't even remember why i dropped out <laughs> i dropped out to the go marines. to the marines because he was it right you know right. What I'm to go to the marines and uh because um 19 he, he he went to the marines in 1980 like 79 80 something like that because i think he was there two years before i, I um signed up because I, I turned 18 in 1981 
And that's when I signed up in 1981. But he was already in the Marine Corps and everything like that. Gotcha. I signed to go to the Marines. And uh, I talked, but I didn't tell my mother I signed up for the Marines. I just thought I dropped out of high school. And she told me to drop right back in. And that's what I did. So I didn't, so I went to the recruiting office. Remember the recruiting office was in Building 55 on 125th Street? Right, and right. Yeah, the recruiting office right there in between Lennox and Fifth. And that's where I went to. And I went back to the guard. So, yeah, my mother ain't let me do that, bro. <laughs> he said, but you're 18. Yeah, my mother ain't let me do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at me like, yo, what do you mean? Yeah, my mother, yeah, that's the, they call my mother Sarge. That's her nickname. So you figure that out, bro. Right. I'm, not gonna, I'm not joining your Marines. It's just not happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but that, that's that's what happened though. I, I I started thinking about going to the military, so I, I so I understand that whole thing of going into law enforcement or the military or the you know what I'm saying because I I almost did, almost did. My older brother Earl, he almost did too. He almost went to the Navy, and the only reason why he didn't get going to the Navy is because he had he had a, a um one of those uh bench warrants out for like for the subway you know say for hopping the subway train you got this mm-hmm. yeah he had one of those he had to straighten that's why he told him to go straighten it out so by the time he went and straightened it out he chickened out by that time you know what i'm saying he, <laughs> yeah he, that was he a good again, and he just yeah so he ended up going to college but <laughs> yeah. and you know the funny thing is when we took the test <laughs> it was a lot of correction officers that we knew because a lot of my family friends was I, yeah, I, know, I know a lot they of were in there taking the police off the test and that's what made me say i'm not even doing a correction because i i know a, a correction officer that and even even one of my female friends became a correction officer and do you know from working correction officer she totally became this mean like she she even told me it changed her because of what she saw in there you know if you're you know, seeing people get their face sliced every day or yeah. if you see you know somebody get killed with a weight with a with a yeah. dumbbell like things in there that she saw it changed it changed she was totally different like she was uh like what do you call like the prissy type of lady like the yeah. girl that wouldn't go camping and none of that yeah. and she became a cop i mean a correctional officer and she wanted to leave to cop. become a cop yeah. and i was like why are you leaving she was like that they see that every single day and yeah. she was saying it's actually safer to be a police officer i was like what <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny deb always said that her mother told her um because i think some guy that was a correction officer that was trying to date her or dated uh-huh. something like that and her mother told her you know saying don't date a correction officer they no different than the prisoners they like say they you mm. know what I'm and her mother was a psychologist so she wow so that's like that's so, a that's yeah a, mother was a social yeah, that's worker because so, they right. do so yeah she mm-hmm. said that yeah don't don't wow. they got correction officer they're no different than the prisoners they have the same mentality it's just that they're on the other side of the law mm. same mentality so it's funny that you said that your friend actually went through that you know what I'm saying and that's right like, so, so what her mother told her had a lot of wow. uh, truth to it, right? You know, a lot of psychology behind that, yeah. So it's, yeah, right. she, she always said that about that and everything, you know, saying like about dating somebody in corrections and stuff like that, and, and, and talking about guidance counselor. Speaking of Deb, she said her guidance counselor, she because Deb wanted to be a journalist. Oh, okay. And she wanted to be a journalist, and she told her guidance counselor she wanted to be a journalist, and her her guidance counselor told her. There's not many black journalists. Want you think mm-hmm. something else to do? 
That's crazy. See, that's what I'm telling you about. Didn't encourage her. She discouraged her. And that was a black guidance counselor, not a white one. Right, right. Okay, right. so you know, that you know, saying you 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 expect that you'll say, okay, that was a white woman, you had my mother. but this was a black woman that told Deb this in a black right. school district, you know right? What I'm right here in Roosevelt, told her that. You got wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm. You saying. know what it is too? People people put in, in our people too. They put their fears and their impopabilities on other people like because they probably thought it could never happen they would rather give the discouraging input on it than to say you could be the first people that's doing people that's doing it gonna always encourage you to do it right right. you're doing something and you go to a person that's doing it making it happen you know what i'm saying and 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 you go to them for help and they and they successful in what they do they're gonna always those people gonna always help you you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that's gonna always help you and give it, even if they give you criticism, they'll give you constructive criticism so mm-hmm. you can do better. But people that don't have a mindset to do it, they're gonna always try to discourage you from doing it at all. But but those who doing it already and they successful at it, they're gonna be the ones that, that encourage you. But the thing is that we have to have a better mindset. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm telling you, especially as our foundation black Americans, we have to have a better mindset in doing the things that we're, you know what I'm saying, capable of doing. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you they I heard this story, like my coach was telling me this story about um um oh God. Um he's on he's he's a billionaire, the the the, the uh the, the black billionaire, um, his last name is Smith. Um, I can't think. Is it John name. Smith? John, I think so. I, I can't remember. He, um, he made like sixty six six billion dollars. He, he's he's yeah he's a he's a the black bit the one that 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 um paid for the more he, he made the commencement speech mm-hmm. a couple of years back and he paid for all the 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 uh, Morehouse. I know who you took. Yeah, I know he tuition t- and everything like that. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. yeah, he paid their whole tuition. It was like over right. 400 graduates, and he yeah. paid for their tuition. Right. This is what y'all don't know, soul motivators. He didn't just pay for their tuition. He also set up a Zoom course free to teach all four hundred of them once a month to get on a Zoom call mm-hmm. and 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 learn. And had he had other expert guests come on to and teach them about being self-sufficient owning their own business how to be entrepreneurs how to right. do things like because he how his how he became a billionaire he he owns a tech company that, that buy other tech he's a, he's he's in the hedge fund right okay? right so this man was on here teaching you know what I'm saying teaching these Morehouse students I said 400 of them to get on once once a month all okay, right for free how many do you think got on there not half <laughs> on the regular, huh? How many half or not? Not half. Even half. Huh? You think it would be at least half, right? Right. About about forty. About forty. Yeah. Out of four hundred, forty. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got to do better, people. We got to right. do way better. What are we dependent on? You get what I'm saying? What are we right. dependent on where we can't even see it? Sometimes that's by free ain't free it ain't no good because when people see free they take advantage of that name on that i i have a, a a friend of mine she used to give these free webinars you know what i'm saying and 
and it would be free. And she would get, sometimes she would get people, sometimes she don't. Sometimes people sign up, they would show up. I told her, I said, Maria, stop, stop having free um, webinars. Start charging. Start charging for your expertise. And she was kind of apprehensive of it and everything. I said, no, start charging. Guaranteed, because now when people pay money, they're, they're more inclined to show up now. Right, okay? right. And then the people that pay money, now you can now you can eliminate the, the fluff people, the people that say, oh, let me just check it out. Let me just be on there. Let me just support. Right, you know what right. No, these are people on here that want to get your expertise because they right. pay the money. Plus, and I, and I also told I said, listen, plus you'll be on your P's and Q's. When people pay you money for you to do, do a job, you would do a job much better because you get paid. You know what I'm saying? Once we get paid, and some, even if we love to do it, we do it even better. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's the thing. And I and, and when I heard that story, that that you know only forty, about forty of them, you know what I'm saying, got on a regular basis, and you know what I'm saying, four hundred. And you you said half. You would think at least half. You know what I mean? At least half would be on there. You know what I'm saying? That's right. not even forty. Is not even a third. That's mm. crazy. A young, educated. Remember these kids graduated Morehouse. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you pay your tuition. This man paid for your tuition and everything. You now, you stepping into the world debt-free now. Right. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> what is your problem? You know what I'm saying? And you learn it from a billionaire. A billionaire <laughs> with a B. You know what I'm saying? That's the mentality we must change. And we must change it now. If we don't change it now, okay, as they predicted and in twenty in twenty fifty, whatever they said, twenty fifty-four, something like that, that eighty percent of African Americans will be up the unemployment list. We must change our mentality now before it's too late. All right. But I see DJ Nelson over there itching for a scratch. scratch so we're going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to get into some party. This party That's time, right. Nelson. Right. Around this motivational Monday. We're going to do that. All right. Yeah. So, so motivators, turn up your boom boxes to DJ yeah, Nelson. The mic is about to go in. All right. <laughs> Nelson. Yo. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's go. You're tuned in to one of the hottest DJs rocking the airway. Rocking the airway. DJ Nelson, the maestro. Come on, let's go to work. We got what'll make your body jerk. Make you throw your hands up in the air. Shake your booty and scream, oh yeah. Cause we are the jam on through and jamming on it is how we do the do. We'll funk you up until you book it down. So come on, people, check out the sound.
Stiff as hell back He's getting down and ain't giving no slack Like a burger king with the sack of Big Macs With throwing down with the rack of those hats on time In your mind, see You gotta go to your best ability You gotta funk it up until it knocks you down And when you funk it up, make sure you pass it around Come on, let's go to work We got what'll make your body jerk Make you throw your hands up in the air Shake your booty and scream, oh yeah Cause we are the jam on through And jamming on it is how we do the do Allow me to introduce myself, but my name is Chili B. And I'm a true fight, pure blood, a bonafide house, rock and jam, more reduction and feet. If you want the best, then put me to the test, and I'm sure you'll soon agree that I got no force, cause I'm down by law when it comes to rocking viciously. You see, cause when I was a little baby boy, my mama gave me a brand new toy. Two turntables with a mic, and I learned to rock like a dolomite. Time went by on this God creation, I knew someday I would rock the nation. So I made up my mind just what to do, and I joined with the Jam One production crew. So go crazy. Go crazy, don't let your body be lazy I said don't stop the body rock till your eyesight starts to get hazy Clean out your ears and you open your eyes If you wanna hear the music just come alive If you don't know how, get ready to learn Cause Cosmo's taking his turn to burn I'm gonna make you 
DJ Rock in the area. You're in the mix. You're in the mix. <laughs> what did you say your name was? With DJ Nelson, the maestro. <laughs>
Motivated Jazzy G featuring Sherwood Star here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. Listen with heart on iHeart. Hey now, yes, sir, Jazzy. that's what I'm talking about. Thank We're talking you, thank about you, bro. inspiration music. Yes, yes, yes. Get you up, get you going. Keep you know what I'm saying? Make man he shirt. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what's up. Yo, Bring man, that motivation. Uh, kicking it over. Right. That's what we're about Absolutely. here on the morning coffee. So motivated, get you up, get you out, get you going, get your day right. You know what I'm saying? People say, hey, don't talk to me till I have my, I haven't had my morning coffee yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna just be talking about uh, coffee that's percolating. They're gonna talk about the three of us, y'all. Mm. <laughs> it's the three. It's all good. It's all what, good. What, what, what's up? Yo, hey, star. Yes. Let's get into some thoughts of wisdom on this motivational Monday, all right? Make it Let's happen. Let's do it. Right? Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> all right, get your paper, get your pen, because Showstar is about to go in for today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Stark. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom is simple. Remove words like can't, won't, don't from your mentality. Replace them with can, will, and do. When we tell ourselves that we can, we will. And when we tell ourselves that we can't, then we won't. It's simple, so motivators. You have to believe you can do it and it will get done. I'll repeat myself one more time so y'all can marinate on it as always. Remove words like can't, won't, and don't from your mentality. Replace them with can, will, do. When we tell ourselves that we can, we will. And when we tell ourselves that we can't, we won't. Back to you, Jazzy G. Thank you, Cheryl Star, with today's thoughts of wisdom. And that is so true. You're welcome. Man, that is so true. And and um, yeah. I think it was Zig Ziglar that said this. Either, yeah, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said this. Hey, if, you say, if you tell yourself you can't, you're right. And if you tell yourself you can, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, and that makes a whole lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whatever way you do it, it you you'll be right either either way. Either way. But right. But you got to you gotta have the mentality because it's about decision. The the most powerful thing that we ever do, soul motivators, the most powerful thing that you ever do in your life will be making a decision. That is your power. That is the power. Making a decision. That makes you powerful. 
okay so whatever decision that is may it be a right or wrong decision but it's a decision that's where the power lies the, the power lies in the decision not right. what you do or don't do it's the decision where the power lies okay right. so again you know whichever way you go with it you know what I'm saying because we we have to meet our needs again we have to meet our needs by positive negative or neutral it doesn't matter we're gonna meet our needs you know what I'm saying so matter of, of doing it or not doing and again once you tell yourself as you said once you say I can't turn it turn around and say I will you know what I'm saying yeah turn around and say I will you know it's just it's that's just, so that's I really slowly believe in that when we believe we achieve yeah you know? oh yeah oh we, yeah we have to have something that drives us like you said yeah. we got those those needs that drive us something that motivates us and and um when we tell ourselves we could do it watch what happens yeah yeah <laughs> well motivation comes within that's why some people say oh motivation doesn't work because really motivation comes within and and just uh, i think zig ziglar said this also he said that you know motivation like it's like you know uh bathing every day you have to do it you know say so you have to do it every day to, get, to stay clean you know what I'm saying? Go, go go days without cleaning yourself you know what i'm saying and, you know, and see what that'll be like right so again people ain't gonna want to be around you so it's the same thing with motivation it has to be a daily thing in order to be motivated the inspiration comes from others but the, the motivation has to come within you know what i'm saying so what usually triggers that is usually some type of inspiration something that sparks us right you know but you and that is the hardest thing to do is to be self-motivated it is so hard to do it because there's so many things in the way that would get in your way you know what I'm saying? I, I know i'm gonna have my sad moments you know what i'm saying i'm just mm -hmm. sad you know what i'm saying i get and, and so many things that can trigger me like this month here so motivated is actually breast cancer awareness month all right yes so this is this again this is breast cancer awareness month so we want to yeah. celebrate that too with everyone and those who are as i call them conquerors you know what I'm saying breast cancer conquerors all right yes and, and, and for those who don't know my wife succumbed from um metastatic breast cancer so and and so this month is even hard for me because again this was a time when we did so many things with so many events and things around in in in, in august and, I mean, I'm sorry, in October. October and, yep. In October, you know what I'm saying, being as Breast Cancer Wear Month, and then they have the, the the walk, and they have all those things, and we participate in all those things. And so right. now, you know, those pictures are coming up. Those things are coming up. Right, they're resurfacing. everything. Yeah. Every, yeah, so I'm looking, I'm seeing these things, and it, it's me, Deb, and the girls, and we and we have the breast cancer walk, and you know what I'm saying? So it takes you through the years, and you know what I mean? Because she battled it for eight years, and we were going to this thing for eight years. And it's like, you know, it's like up until, you know, up until 2019, you know what I'm saying? 20, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 2020 is is when everything was shut down so there was no walk at that time you know what I'm saying but then there was the walk afterward you know what I'm saying following the year you know after she passed away then there was the walk you know she she passed away in 20, 2021 you know right. September 2021 so in October 2021 we were all at the walk you know what I mean so, <clears throat> so it's even those pictures that are popping up too you know what I'm saying? So there's pictures with her, you know what I'm saying? And then last year, there's pictures without her. You know what I mean? And we're walking in her honor, basically. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's like, it's kind of, you know, and, and even one of the pictures 
that uh, Deb actually took. You, you see me signing the ribbon because my aunt also has succumbed from breast cancer just two years prior to death. She just yeah. passed, she had passed away in 2019. You know what I'm saying? And she had metastatic breast cancer. So, and and this one is the picture you see me signing the ribbon, writing her name down. You know what I'm saying? Because you put a ribbon up on the on the wall and everything. So you see me signing. And Deb actually took that picture. So I, I, I'm looking at this picture that popped up on Facebook, and I'm like, oh my god! It's like I'm, I'm writing this to you know in honor my aunt, and then my wife. You know what I'm saying? Who's no longer with us. You know, she actually took the picture. So things trigger. You know what I'm saying? So it's those sad moments that you have to turn it around. You know what I'm saying? And 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 again, you don't have to fight the sadness. You can be in that sadness. And then what you do is that you 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 look for things to bring you out of the sadness. You know what I'm saying? You accept that you're sad. And then you say, well, I'm not going to stay sad forever. Okay? Because this too shall pass. And so you find things that would delight you. So you look at the things that the good things that came upon those that you're sad about or situation that you're sad about. And then you, you, you use that as your 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 foot forwarding, as, as we call it. So you want to start move forwarding. And it's not, it's not that you diminish what is what has happened or that you buried it. It's just that now you're, you're stepping forward, you know what I'm saying? And then you celebrate it, you know what I'm saying? So that's the, the hardest thing. So when I'm in my sad moment, I have to now celebrate her. So I have to celebrate her life. So a lot of times when you see me posting about my wife or those memories and things like that, I am sad. And sometimes you see I say that I'm sad, that I miss her because I do miss her. I miss right. her every day. But what it is, I'm celebrating her. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, and I know so sometimes people go, God, here you go again. You know what I'm saying? Putting something up. Oh, man, this is, you know, so some people may feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, not, the, it's not to trigger anybody else. It's part of my healing journey. You know what I'm saying? So, and those who are in situations like mine, I right. hope that you too can take these tools so you too can heal and go through a journey. You know what I'm saying? And yep. go through your healing journey. Because that's what it's about. It's about healing. You know what I'm saying? Because again, we're gonna we're gonna have moments, we're gonna have sadness. So just as Star was saying, when it's time to you think you say I can't, you can turn it around by saying I will. Right. You know I'm saying, and it's the it's that will that it gets you to that next level. It's that will that it help you, you know, go to, you know, saying be, you know, it's like a springboard. You use will like a springboard. Right. You know, saying, and that 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 will help you. You know, saying, and surround yourself by good people. Always surround yourself by good people and good laughter. Right. Laughter is the best medicine. That's why I got this crazy woman on this show here, y'all. After music. <laughs> y'all cracking up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. get some of that laughter from her. She's crazy for a reason, y'all. It's good crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You get good music from, from Nelson the Maestro and all that stuff. It's all good. That's what yeah, the morning coffee is about. It's, it's about keeping you up. Get the jump yeah. rope going. What you say, stop? Say he get my jumping rope, my jumping jack, and my jump rope. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just make excuses not to go to the gym, woman. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> Your trainer already told me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stop with my excuses. Yeah, man, he already he ever gave me the scoops. Yeah. Uh, you ever you ever see? I know you probably seen it, but um, we in my family we always quote in a movie. 
and yeah. um oh, and um Tina Turner, Tina Turner movie, uh, and um Tina Turner. Remember she was sick, and Ike was like, "Don't don't go quitting on me now, anime. Don't go quitting on me now." <laughs> but she was really sick, sick you know, yeah. and she was like, "Ike, I I'm not really feeling well." He go, "You got more excuses than a than a and you know what going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> like that's not an excuse. He drove with her. She was sick. I'm like, oh, you didn't really get out of the hospital and made her get on stage. <laughs> you don't get better, I kill you. I kill you, anime. You don't get better. I swear, Lawrence Fishburne and um, Angela Bassett played the mess out of that. Oh, the that's how you ropes. know when somebody's so good in the role that they yes, even that, use they believable. In a meme to quote the person, the real life. <laughs> like, I, I've seen so many Denzel Washington pitch, punches of him as Malcolm X with right. a Malcolm X quote. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! All the pictures that's of Malcolm true, X doesn't even Denzel. Yeah, and, and they still got footage on these people, but they do these roles so good. I, I remember when they had a. Did, did, did you with, see with, um? Yeah, but I did you see one of those posts that they were saying? Um, name the the best in the best movies that somebody played. I think uh, uh, Jamie Foxx for Ray. It, it was a, it was a lot of movies uh-huh. that that and, and I think Malcolm X and um, Denzel was mentioned and um, Tina Turner for I mean um, Angela Bassett. Best but um, but Lawrence Fishburne played a good Ike Turner. Yes, he did. That's why he was he nominated. Played a too. good Ike Turner. That's that's why he was nominated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and they should have won that year. I, I yeah, they should have. That's how you. That's how I know it's whacked and ripped. Yeah, yeah, you they should have. And, and not year. even one of them won because Angela Bassett, even though I played a good role, she conditioned. She conditioned herself to to have the body like Tina. She did the exercise. She hung out with Tina Turner. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and she should have got the Oscar. Yeah. I know, and you but can't yeah, even name the woman that won the Oscar that year. Was no, it? I can't. Was it like, uh, probably one of them. One of them. One of them. I don't know. I didn't want to diss nobody. I know it wasn't yeah, like Junior but, Robinson. You know, it, it was definitely a disappointment because they both deserved it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, Jamie Foxx got it for Ray though. I was glad he got that. And yeah. Will Smith played a good Ali too. He played because Will Smith lost that year to Denzel for Training Day. Cause remember he was nominated for yeah, Ali, but I didn't. didn't win it. I, I didn't. Ali Will Smith did a good job, but he yeah, he did a good the, job. He didn't do the job that say he embodied Ali. He didn't embody it I like a Ray and um did. Yeah, yeah. Picture as a meme with an Ali quote. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I haven't seen one either. I haven't seen that one where somebody saw a picture of Will Smith. Played Ali. He played, yeah. he played Ali and it had a real live Ali quote because he didn't embody it. Like Denzel embodied Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, or, um, or, and um, Ray and Jamie Foxx embodied right, Jamie Ray. Jamie Foxx embodied and, Ray. Um, Angela did. <laughs> yeah. Right, and same thing with, with, with Lars Fishburne. He embodied Ike Turner. Yeah. yeah. Did you see his, you see more memes of Lars Fishburne as Ike Turner, quoting Ike Turner or saying something that's like Ike Turner, Ike Turner-ish, mm-hmm. Than anything, you know. What I'm <laughs> then I <try> to. <laughs> word. <laughs> so Lars Fishburne is definitely number one. <laughs> all the memes of memes 
or portraying somebody. So for him not to win was I can't. Who was the actor that won that? Yeah, I can't. I can't even think of it. Was it uh, probably Kevin Spacek or somebody, <laughs> or George Clooney or somebody? I think it that was it over and over. Uh, I think it was. If I'm not mistaken, uh, what's the guy? Uh, uh, I can see the actor's face, but I can't think of his name. See, that's what that tells you right there. Oh man, I can't think of his name. But he, he even matter of fact, we saw him in a in a lot of because he he got to start with some Spike Lee movies and things like that too. Um, can't think of his name though, but I think he might have won. For one of his roles And I think he played Like a psychotic person Or something like that You know what I mean they like Norton, but Edward Norton Nah that Edward Norton No Cause I don't think Edward Norton Was ever nominated Oh uh, uh, Man I can't even think Um I can't even think though Um What was the movie That Spike did with About uh, uh, Um Son of Sam I think it was called Summer of Sam Oh Who was the uh, actor In that the actor, uh, that that's that uh, t- that guy, uh, what's his name, Latanza or something like that. I forgot his I can't name. Remember his name, but he can't. You know, he came from the neighborhood because it was about people from the from this Italian neighborhood and stuff like that. And it was like kind of like right. trying to be like real macho about it. And he was like, right. he kind of surrounded by him a little bit. But um, I can't remember his name though. But I think he won that he year. I can't remember. I think. See, that's the thing. You should be able to remember people who won the Oscar if they beat out your favorite people. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you remember the team that beat your team. You know what I mean? Right. You, you're, you know, saying I know. I, I remember the year that the Knicks beat the the Celtics, right? To to uh, go to the championship, right? Um, in in um in uh, '94, right? So. Now, all my friends are in Boston bring that up. You know what I mean? That they bring up, they bring that up all the time. You get what I'm saying? Because they remember that. They remember the team that beat your team. You should always remember that. So the actor that beat out your favorite actor, you should know who he is or who he or she is, right? They should make that kind of an impact. And nope. See, we we struggling right now. Now, soul motivators, right now. I know y'all googling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying y'all got the answer. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Start over here googling too, but you just haven't got the answer yet. <laughs> well, I don't know what year. I don't remember the yeah, year. Yeah, I can't remember the year either. That's the thing. I know the year. Yeah, you would have to know the year, but yeah, I know yeah, he was they, they, nominated. Yeah, because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the unless you say what year or uh, as the best. Right, but yeah, and that was that was his only um Oscar nomination, I believe. He didn't get nominated for Oscar. Oh, I know. And she but yeah, he roles. deserved it. She she played some roles, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, she got she has an Emmy, right? Then she get an Emmy for playing Kate Jackson, I think. Yeah, there's an Emmy, right? And uh, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne won some Emmys too. You know, I know, I, I know. remember he got an Emmy for uh, Tuskegee Airmen, I think, or Mystic yeah. River. One of those, he did some good roles, but the Oscar should have got it. Should have got it. You know what? I was watching uh, not too long ago, Cornbread Earl and Me. Speaking of Fishburne, oh, that was yes. his first movie. He was a and he was a kid, and yes. uh, yeah, and 
and Jamal Wilkes of the Lakers. Jamal Wilkes from the Lakers. Yeah. Cornbread. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, yo, that was such a good movie. That was yeah, about police brutality and corruption and everything like that mm-hmm. in LA. And that was a, that movie said a lot. And you watch Shot that movie the today, there's a lot. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 yep. it has a lot of reminiscent of of George Floyd. If you if you really, you know what I'm saying? It make, made me think of George Floyd. When I watched Cornbread Early Me, I was like, wow. <laughs> like, wow, things haven't changed much. You know what I'm saying? But right. even though that was a even though that was a fictional story, it was a fictional story of real life or what happens in our in our neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The police, okay. yeah. So it's it, it has a lot it, it reminisced with us because it has a lot of truth to us and what we go to, you know what I'm saying? So it's kinda like, yo, but that was my movie though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne did his thing. You knew he was gonna be a a, a, a top actor back then. Cause you was yeah. all into him, boy. You was all into him as that yeah. actor, man. You was like he was a little brave kid, man. Yeah, and he did his he did his thing acting. Rosalind Cass too. She was a great oh, actress. Yeah man. I had a crush on Rosalind Cass. Oh yeah. Yeah she <laughs> oh, was a great of course. Of course, all them, all them sisters back in the day, man, that was fine. You had to have a crush on her. You wasn't, right. you wasn't a boy if you didn't have a crush on. Her. <laughs> well, that's true too, because we always had crushes on Fred Williamson and Jim right. Brown and, and, and Billy D. Williams and all that. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, we had the crushes on them. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? So, man, please, my sisters, this one, five, 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 and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But. I was every time I watch uh, Good Times, man. I be thinking about them. And the funny thing about Bernadette stands, mm-hmm. God Lord, she looks good today. She still look good. Oh my God, Bernadette yeah. stands. Um, I I know you said talking about I'm, black I'm don't too. crack. I, I, you were my first crush, Bernadette Stan. If you listen to the morning coffee, I just want to let you know you're my first crush. You, you know, say it's cold, so you can always um, get in touch with me um, here on the morning coffee um, info at info at morningcoffee.chat. Okay, so whoever know Bernadette Stan, so they get in touch with me. I'm a she's married. Right you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think she's single now. I think she's single. Oh yeah, I'm divorced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think she's single now. So hey, Bernadette Stan, if you're single. Hit a brother up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's a perfect example of black don't crack. Cause she yeah, still man. look good. Man, you know that you rich. know who what, remember Valona she, she passed away, Janet DeBose. She she's another one who preserved her age for a long time. She didn't yeah. start looking old old until she was in um what she was in the Wayne's brothers. Yeah. And you she know, was playing. She was playing. A she was playing older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandmother. Yeah, you could just see a little wrinkles, she but she preserved. And, yeah, so yeah, she, she preserved her. Yeah, she's yeah. playing that age. She's playing her yeah. age more than anything, though. Yeah, still looking good, though. You know, Esther Rose family lived in our projects. Um, they they grew up with us, and when Good Times was series was on, she came in our building once in a while, like maybe once every two three years. She would visit. Her family, family member, I believe it was either her aunt or her, or it was somebody in in her either first cousin or whatever. So right. every time she from Harlem, is she from Harlem? Oh, I don't know, but I, I know her I family lived in Harlem. our building. So every time she would come in our building, everybody knew ahead of time because the young kid, this boy named Sam, that also lived in, the, you know, it was either she was either their cousin or their aunt. Um, he would say. Um, he called to Florida one day, and I said, "Is 
you got your aunt? Uh, you know, like we call her Florida because we right. looking at that's her as the television right. character. Yeah, no, and I was like, he called his own family member Florida. Like that was so programmed. Good times. Like yeah. I was like, <laughs> that is because yeah, you know we knew her name was Esther Rowe. That, you that know? tells you right there how programmed we all are. That was pro, and he was a young kid like us. You know, yeah. she was visiting the adults, but he was like, "Oh, my aunt or my cousin, whatever." She's coming to the building. Right. Everybody hung around the building, <laughs> <laughs> but she never took pictures with people because you know, right. back then it was the poor little boy camera. Because I remember she was she was kind of mean, God rest her soul, but she was mean to them little kids. Like everybody oh, was right. trying to get a picture. Yeah, she was like, yeah. "They, I, you know," she said something mean. I ain't gonna misquote her but it was it was more like after we saw that like i was like yeah so what she coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well you know kareem kareem i do jabbar come from my neighborhood 111 street his grandmother oh yeah his grandparents did live on 11th street so he lived I used right to love kareem. right so we i live between 7th and, and, and saint nick so he lived between 7th and 8th but he they the building was on the corner of of Seventh Avenue, so he did right across from us. So when he would that's come when back, he was Lou Alcinda. When he went to when, when, when he came Sister back, Franklin? he was Kareem Abdul Jabbar when he came. Back. Oh, okay. Remember he became. My aunt right. claims that so, she used to go with him when um I think he went to Benjamin Franklin. He went to your high no, school. No, 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 no. Oh no, it was Earl Manigo. He he went was, to Power. Yeah, he went to Power Memorial. It was but it was Earl Manigo. Earl Manigo went to Benjamin Franklin, right? Yeah, so, she used to go so, with him. So Kareem used to he used to sit on the steps and, and just chill with all those kids and stuff like that. So he would sit at the top of the steps and his feet can touch the whole, touch the bottom. That's what I can remember. His feet can touch the bottom from the top of the steps. You know how, how stoops are long stoops. Right, look, he can sit on the top of the long stoop. Wow. Put his feet down flat. On the bottom steps. That's what I can remember about him. Wow. And we always just sit around him, and then we just—it it, it was light talk. He didn't—he didn't talk much, but it was light talk. Like, oh, what you want to be when you grow up? What you doing? This and that. Right. Oh yeah. Right. You into such and such and such? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It was light talk with all of us, but he was so cool. It was so cool being in his energy, and we all loved it, bro. Because when he came, so he would. He would come and sit, you know, say sit on the stoop, so he, so the kids would be around him and stuff like that. It was all cool, man. We loved it, you know what I'm saying. And he would right. come with his grandmother until the day she passed away, you know what I'm saying. And, and I don't even think she ever left Harlem. I think he tried to get her to move to California or whatever like that. And I, I think she just never, she never left. Yeah, a lot of you know people, saying? grandmothers, Lawrence Fishburne grandmothers like that because yeah. my dad knew her. She was yeah. like that. Stayed in Harlem. Didn't, didn't yeah, work. and it was, I remember Lawrence Fishbone lived on Fifty Seventh Street because I used to work at Holiday Inn. He lived on Fifty Seventh. Uh, remember that that club, the Red Parrot. Remember the Red Parrot? It was mm -hmm. on Fifty Seventh Street. Yes, he lived right yep. over there, I one of those buildings. Yeah, yeah, Red Parrot. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the club. Yeah. I, I remember one time I was in there. They was playing. Um, I found loving. I found loving. I had. A, I was dancing with this cute guy, and somebody said somebody had a gun, and everybody scattered. And I was so mad because I just got asked to dance by this cute guy. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, dang. We like that was the oh man. That was at the Red Parrot. I was like. It was always, it's always somebody, nobody been that step on my sneaker kind of dude in the club. Always. <laughs> Why did you go to the club? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Remember the comedian, um, Reggie McFadden? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in he, the day. That was his, 
that was his joke. So oh, going okay. to the, remember the Uptown Comedy Club? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was his joke. So his joke was, there's always somebody in the club with nobody been that step on my sneakers. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> like, and that's you, so true. Even like, why are you in the club, dude? Why are you going to the club and you have problems? Like, what is wrong with you? Stay home. <laughs> you can play these songs at home. <laughs> nobody been that. All I know is nobody been that step on my sneakers. Like, yo, why are you like this, bro? <laughs> Why are you out like this? You know what I'm saying? Get a grip. But it's, it's always somebody that's going to ruin the party, man. Why <laughs> you go too long? It's like, yeah, man, come on. Why are you out here? It's about having fun. Meet me. Right. Well, you coming to the party, mean mugging everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you came to the party to stand on a wall. Right. For what reason? For what reason? And you know, you're proud of it. about you don't want nobody stepping on your sneakers. Get <laughs> 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 a grip. You know what I'm saying? But that, that was the spot, though, man. The Red Pad was the spot. Yeah. All those clubs, man. A lot of those clubs. A lot of yeah. those clubs. And it was a good, it was a nice club for the most part, though. Yeah, man. I remember, I remember Bobby Brown performed there with his first album. Yeah, I Need a Girlfriend. Yeah. First solo album. Yeah. We performed there and everything. And that was a good song, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the album ain't do too well, right? Then the album? No, nah, the album didn't, yeah, the album didn't too, do too well, but it led up to the second album that was, that was, right. so it was all yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? So they even showed that, they even showed that in, um, and uh, in, in the movie, the Bobby Brown movie, because I need a girlfriend. I mean, he portrayed yeah. that in college. And his mother right. was like, Yeah, I guess this is the closest I'm going to get you to go to college. And acting like yeah. college. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he did the video in that scene. Yeah, he did the video. <laughs> yeah, I need a girlfriend. I seen a, a clip when he was performing, I need a girlfriend at the Apollo, and people wasn't singing it, probably because they didn't know it too well it was popular but i think it was when it first dropped and yeah. he got mad he was like sing with me he was he was like i'm not leave i'm gonna you know he was getting real pissed <laughs> i was like wow they were showing that clip like young bobby was aggressive yeah, back bobby then. Brown, man i remember when they can like i said when they came to downstairs downstairs records uh, um not downstairs downtown records on 125th Street, we had a new edition. It was just word of mouth and it shut down 125th Street. And <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, the candy girls, they made it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The candy girls made it happen. And um and and it was crowded with eight and nothing but buses can go up the street. That's how they shut wow. it down. That's how crowded it got. And I remember Bobby, he kept bugging me. He wanted to do the beatbox. Let me do the beatbox. Let me do the beatbox. I was like, yo, man, calm down, kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was, Let me do the beatbox. Let me do the beatbox. <laughs> they always looking at me like, yeah, it's Bobby. <laughs> yeah, they came along. I knew along. he was going to be a problem. I knew he was going to be a problem then. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, that kid going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could keep still. <laughs> just could right. keep still. Like, yo, chill. All these girls come to see you chill. <laughs> oh man. I said, yo, I want one of them. And I didn't under, even understood back then because they wanted that, you know, we saw the the the, the boom boxes and stuff. Remember the next time we saw right. the boom boxes. So that's what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Each of them they wanted radios and stuff like that. So 
And every time they manager, that's what they wanted and stuff like that. And manager like, you know, as I should have known, he was robbing them right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the boys, these, these radios, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're already taking all their money. Right. You know right. They ain't and that paid. was a big deal to have a big boom box back boom in the day. Box. Yeah, and that's what, they, that's what they wanted. They wanted to buy I remember I had a boom box. I don't know if I got it for my birthday or Christmas, but we was it was when Planet Rock first came out. You know, playing the rock, and we used to blast that. It it was a good boombox. It was like a a a thing. It was a it wasn't six hundred watts, but it was a big wattage. And my father, after a while, like, all right, turn that down because we used to blast it all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Late at night, oh my god, he used to be like, okay, now y'all got to turn it down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My mother used to call it the boom diddy boom. Turn that boom diddy boom down. She would say, <laughs> "You had to have a boombox though back in the day, and then you had the boombox battles. To see who, who's who's the loudest. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about Rev used uh, to get all the records. Yeah. Rev had every record, and he, my uh, my oldest brother who passed away, wanted to borrow his records. He had Rev had every record. I used to every sell it to record. I used to sell it. To I know him. he used to come here back in the days. <laughs> Young in the every record, record store. Yeah, he had. We we and he got that because you know my dad was was into music so we had every r&b every jazz we had all the records at our house yeah so when the rap came out rev got all the records yeah yeah <laughs> when, uh, oh this came out he got it as soon as it came out then he started doing it with the movies yeah. every movie that came out he went and got it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rev said when he first met me in the record store he said he said man dad i just thought you was a star already the way you acted <laughs> you used to wear sunglasses all the time and <laughs> act like a star i thought you was a star already <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, did Bob work there too? Bob was there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that's what, that's how that's how I got hired because I knew Bob. You know oh, okay. Yeah, I knew Bob hired me because my boy. I'm in the funny how I got hired. Then it was crazy. Now my boy that I I grew up with and we went to uh, St. Thomas together. My boy Stephen, <laughs> he went to downstairs records and they claim he was stealing records from them. So. So what happened is um, when it got back to to Frankie and 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 Cisco and them, the Ramos brothers, who and Harry, who who he worked for, uh, the owner of Downstairs Record, Nick, was claiming that they sent Steven to his store to steal. Now, oh, now right. of course they didn't do that. Now, why would they do that? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They got two stores of their own. Why would they do that? You know what I'm saying? That don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I knew exactly what he was stealing. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was, he was a he's a big Beatles fan. And I knew he was stealing Beatles 45. You know what I'm saying? When I heard about it, that's the first thing Bob told me. He was like, yo, man, Steven got caught downstairs record stealing this and that. Wow. And then they asked me, you want to work here? <laughs> yep, they said, yo, you want to work here? You want a job? <laughs> and then they said, I was like, all right. <laughs> said, I used to just go there and hang out in the beginning. You know right. I was Steven and Bob, you know what I'm saying? And then they just hired me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo. And then they you know, said, then went from there. And then I think like we had, then that's when we had New Edition. It was like crazy. You know what I'm right. saying? And New Edition, man, that was crazy. That was the. That was the ultimate, man. Like I tell you, they right. shut down on 125th Street. 
shut it down because of them. No joke. You know what I'm saying? And it was just what it wasn't no advertisement. We only told the candy girls. You know what I'm saying? Because they fan club is called Candy Girls. <laughs> yep. That's all we told. That's who we told. New edition is coming. New edition is coming. <laughs> Monday. New edition is gonna be here Monday. New edition gonna be that's how we did it. You know what I'm saying? And boom. <laughs> and they came. It was like, yo, they put the word out. 125 was packed. <laughs> packed. You know what I'm saying? So you can imagine, because we didn't have the social media we have today. Just right, imagine, right. Imagine. Right. Just imagine how that would have went if we had the kind of social media we have today had it right. been. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the 1980s, that would have been wow. That would have been crazy. <laughs> right. You know and that's what I'm saying. Word of mouth. And they packed it like that. Shut down Hunt 2050. Word of mouth. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, though. I was hoping that they showed that in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because it was so mm -hmm. monumental. I was like, oh, why they don't know so that? You know what right. I'm saying? Well, it's Harlem. It's 125th Street. In store. Shut down the 125th Street. I was like, come on, man. They should put that in the movie. You know what I'm saying? They should have that in the series. But it was all good. They, right. they did the, the Roseland scene. And everything, and uh, but it's all right, it's cool, you know. But even uh, because Curtis, because I don't remember it like that because I was there, and even Curtis Blow disputed that and said, Nah, that it didn't go down like that, you know what I'm saying? But they, they, um, you know, that's how he, he brushed yeah. them off, and they did, yeah, it didn't, right. and I was there, that's the thing, that was, you know, what I'm saying, I was there, so I didn't remember it going down like that. You know what I'm saying? When, I, when we were watching the series, and mm -hmm. I said to Deb, I said, I don't remember being like that. Though. I was, I, I told him, I said, you know, I was there. You know what I'm saying? Because Curtis Blow and, and Deb's cousin are best friends. And me and him have met each other through that whole, you know what I'm saying? Because we didn't know that, because when, when Deb introduced us, we was like, yo, I kind of, I know you, I know you. You know, there's that type of thing because we've been in the same circles. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, I was there. That new edition, cause blowing all that stuff out. Maybe that's how they. Maybe they they took it like that because they was young. Cause you know how some maybe. people. Maybe I, mean, I can't. Like, I can't dispute it. Dispute like Curtis Blow right. did because it, it right. was him. You know what I'm saying? It was him. Because right. Right. I remember I was backstage and everything that night, and I. Re you know what I'm saying so, but I don't remember it going down like. But sometimes uh, you hear the old stories, and when people say, "Oh, I met you, and I wasn't, I wasn't this at the time," and you was like such and such and such, and sometimes the people be forgetting that they did it, they or did they might, exactly. they might didn't do it with any malice, right. you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You could have been like egging a kid, because you know back then. You know, sometimes when people were tired and stuff, they wasn't their 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 most polite. You know, right. and who knows? Because I mean, New Edition had input on the story, so maybe that's how they felt about it. You right. know, right. remember the story that um, uh, what's his name, Future said when he was young, <laughs> he he said Scotty Pittman dissed him. Yeah, and he said that's why he banged his his ex wife. He's <laughs> like, I wanted, I wanted to, and and then Kobe had a story like that about Penny Hardaway before he was known, and Shaq was nice to him, but it, when he was in Orlando in Florida, he said Penny Hardaway didn't sign the autograph and was kind of like beat it, get out of here, like, wow, yeah, and Kobe said that's that was the one of the things that he couldn't wait till he got the NBA. 
to, <laughs> to dunk on yeah. him and stuff. He was like, yeah. Yeah, he dissed me when I was a little kid. <laughs> so sometimes people don't even remember those things because they meet so many people. That's you know, true. so they could have. I mean, he probably didn't notice he act like that with New Edition, but right. he probably said no because this is not my character. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. maybe New Edition as kids, they might have felt right, he, he right, kind of brushed off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because again, <laughs> when I saw the scene. It kind of took because when they had, threw you. <laughs> first thing I said to them, I said, Oh, yeah, I was there. I was right. stage. I, was right. I don't other, remember it happening that way. I'm like, Yo, I was at that. Right. <laughs> I was all excited. But when they portrayed it, I, and I had said to them, I said, You know, you know I remembered him. Right. He wasn't known. Yeah. And I, yeah, I said to them, I said, You know, because I was there. You know what I'm saying? And, right. I, and I wonder because I said, Because I, I think your cousin Larry was there too. I don't think. He, you know what I'm saying? So I was in a haze a bit about it. I was a little that little like, like did that happen? Did, did that happen? Yeah. I'm like, it don't seem like the same as you know what I'm saying. I remember it. Remember it, and yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Cause being back, but so much stuff going backstage, so much happenings going on, and you know what I'm saying, and I you know, back in the day I used to, you know, I, I took care of business, but then I chased tail too. So Right. You know right. So it was so a lot of that was going on. I remember on. one time I made Sheik Luke from the locks. I, I I made him feel a little bad. I, t- I told him we went to school together and he didn't remember me, but we didn't go to school together. That was just me jo- you know, joking around. We was by the Apollo and that's when um I, I, I met Tim Dog. I had met the rapper Tim Dog when he made F Compton. Yeah. And um, you know, um Tim Dog was trying to get me in a record deal. And then Sheik the locks wasn't there, it was just Sheik Luke, but they was already the locks. Yeah. And I was like, What's up, Sheik? Cause you know, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And he looked at me and he was winking, he was like like trying to see who am I. So I said, Oh, you gonna play like you don't remember me? And I said, I knew you was gonna change. We and you ain't act like that. We went to school. And he really was like, Yo, sis, I'm so sorry. He was like, I'm I, I, I totally forgot what school we went to. And everybody was rolling, like my cousin and them. they like, Sean, were you crazy? You got him feeling bad. <laughs> and I said, nah, I just wanted to meet you. We ain't go to school together. He was like, yo, you really? He said, I was over here feeling bad. He said, because, you know, he from the hood. He wasn't trying to yeah. act big time. Because I was like, oh, you playing like you don't know me now? <laughs> And he was staring like, oh man, where I know this girl from? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, oh, you know, you mess with people, you know? Because yeah. they, can, Yo, they can't wild. remember every single thing, especially <laughs> yeah, right. when people on the come up, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you hear so many stories. ASAP Rocky got stories about how he got this. And people were like, I don't remember that. Like you hear so many stories for people on their way up. I know, and when they I know. when they do get to be big and they tell the story, yeah, you treated me like this, and and a lot of people don't remember it because like LL got the story recently. Remember they was asking him about him and Jay Z, and he said, uh, you know, he don't know exactly what the deal with him and Jay Z said, but he remember one time Jay Z was with Big Daddy Kane and he was spitting, and and LL said, I'm a kid, I'm like 17, 18 myself. And I think, I, you know, LL was full of himself back then. Yeah. LL said he kind of was like, that's ah, right. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like Jay-Z Rhyme is kind of corny. He said, I don't know if that stuck with him or what. He said, but other than that, I got love for him. But people was like, it's tough with you and Jay-Z. He was like, that's <laughs> the only thing I remember. And he said, and he had to remember it because he had to think like, what did I do to this guy? 
And yeah, he said, oh, yeah. it could have been the time because Jay-Z used to hang out with Kane. And he was yeah. like, I met him when he was with Big Daddy Kane and I brushed him off. Like, ah, yeah. get her, you know. So sometimes people hold that. <laughs> they hold that against people. They, they do. Sometimes people, they hold on to things. And you, can you imagine Jay-Z when he took over Def Jam, how he was looking at LL like, yeah, you ain't, you was dissing me. Now I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> but by that time, LL owned the piece. Yeah, of LL was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so he really wasn't his boss, so. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like, Dad, what is yeah, what did this do to this guy? Jam, so that technically is his boss, was his boss. So <laughs> <laughs> But yo, that that that's but that happens. Yeah, that you really never know. It happened with me, with people where, you know what I'm saying, where you right. know, they, they treated me a certain way and then all of a sudden I, I had a position now and then it Right, and they like, yo, what up? Oh, man, it's the same kid. I kinda like brushed off. <laughs> now he's now he's he's saying, Oh yeah, oh my god, like oh, Oh God, he gonna he gonna throw right. stuff in the exactly. garbage and stuff like that. So it's all good, but it's all good though, man. I don't I don't know if I hold any. I'm trying to think of any grudges I ever held on anybody that treated me a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And then I because right. so many people took me under their wings. So it's, I, I'm trying right. to think of anybody that really treated me I don't, I don't think anybody that really treated me any kind of way that because even even dna used to say that people used to he said yo even the, even when you uh was they mean to people they still they like you or something like that he was saying about to right. me you know what i'm saying because i i'm just a hard worker in the industry you know what i'm saying so so many people that they you know put me on and it was all good i just rolled with them right. you know what i'm saying so i i don't think but i've seen people this other people and then and i'm gonna give you before before we go because i see nelson is giving us that wrap-up side but i'm gonna tell you about teddy rowdy and um and um uh cameo the brother from cameo uh oh yeah larry yeah. larry larry, larry blackman, blackman. Oh, yeah yeah larry blackman back in the days this teddy mm -hmm. back in the day oh and, yeah and, and then wanted then then later on when teddy was the hot thing and wanted teddy to produce Wonder them when wow. when they were on the down Teddy on the up line, Larry Blackman get <laughs> Teddy the producer, and then Teddy went womp womp. <laughs> but I remember that day because we were in the wow. studio, and yeah, and Teddy was waiting on them and everything like that. And so I broke out, and they dissed Teddy and stuff like that because I wasn't I wasn't gonna wait and everything like that. But they said, Nah, I'm a, I'm a wait on them and stuff like that. I said, Nah, I'll tell them out. Man. You know what I'm saying? Then when they came wow. in, but I was leaving and stuff like that, and they kind of got right. this Ted. I was like, Ooh. I just kept it moving and stuff like that, but right. yeah, he got Teddy got him back. <laughs> <laughs> that's you why they man. say same people you meet going up, you meet coming down. Goes down. That's right. But uh, so motivators, Nelson is giving us the wrap up side, and we had so much fun on this so on this more motivational Monday. So motivators, and uh, you know, on this uh, day of Americas, right? That's what he said. Right. Day, day of, of America, right? Exactly. <laughs> I want y'all to celebrate it wholeheartedly, all right? But we're going to say our affirmation, protection, prayer, take our deep breaths, and uh, take on this Motivational Monday. They have America's the way that it should be done. We just love reminiscing about our old school days and other stuff like that. So, so motivated. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloved. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. 
extend, extend, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is in all is well. It's Motivational Monday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. You take that with you no matter where you go today on this Motivational Monday. Maybe work, school, or play. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, Star, what you doing today on this Motivational Monday? I'm going to just chill. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to the taping of Pink Chance. I'm going to another taping of with that with Miss Jones. So I'm oh, going to cool, go cool. out Jones, and then later right, this season, right. I'm going to go watch that taping. May okay. hopefully you get Shout some questions. Shout out to Jonesy with her new endeavor, Pink Chance. And she's the perfect person for that. I, told, I said that before. She's the perfect person to, to, to do the female version of, of, of Dream Champ, the Pink Champ. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And yes, said, yes. And she got a perfect song out right now to be the theme song by Calling All Ladies. See, that's a perfect song. See, okay? Yes, yes. You, know, you can't, can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? Eddie F style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all right together, right? Shout out to, to Josie and everything, man. Much success to her. All right. Hey, so motivators, me, Star, and Nelson, we're going to take two steps to the rear. Get on out of here, y'all. Y'all have a blessed, blessed, blessed day today around this Motivational Monday. We love you. Peace. It's new and improved morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G featuring Cheryl Starr.